Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. 
name is Amanda Dahl, and I'm saying good morning from Tampa Bay, Florida. I am the founder and CEO of Amanda Dahl Consulting, and we are a real estate coaching and consulting company where we focus on helping people in the real estate space build their businesses. And as I read the title, it's time to make your mark. Honestly, it takes me back to the first time that I heard something remotely close to this along these lines, and that was in high school for me. Amanda, set out. It's time for you to make your mark on the world. The world is your oyster. Yo, blank canvas, create a masterpiece. You can do whatever you want, do it great. Find a way to leave this world better than when you leave it, than when you found it. And so that was coming from people like my teachers and my coaches and my mom, as I was getting ready to graduate and set off into the world. And I remember like with such energy and such excitement and, and such conviction, I was ready to do that. And so I did, I set out into the world and life happened, right? I got my first job and it was something that I enjoyed for a while. And yet I remember there was a point where I was like, I think I can do more. I don't, I don't feel like I'm doing this thing, right? This thing, this making of my mark. I don't, I don't feel like I'm doing that. Because to me, the way that I interpret that is something amazing, something that you're willing to let everything else go for, something that you do with such conviction and such passion, something that takes your entire soul, your entire being, the best version of you. And I just didn't feel like I was doing that. So I moved on to the next thing. And again, in the beginning, it was very exciting and I found joy in it or what I thought was joy. And I looked up and I found again, I'm not making this mark, this mark that everyone was telling me that I needed to make, this amazing thing that I was supposed to do. And again, I set out to do something else. And once again, I found myself in a place where I just, I, I wasn't feeling it. So fast forward to the end of, I would say last year. And last year, it clicked for me. This mark, this thing, this amazing masterpiece that I'm supposed to create, I wasn't asking the right questions. For me, I need to know who I need to become in order to make that amazing mark. Who is Amanda? Who is Amanda Dahl and how does she do this? Thus, enter stage left, someone who I deeply admire, somebody who is not only a, a voice innovator, an absolute thought leader, yet a brand strategist. So I found myself at this, at this place, right? Who am I? Who am I? And how do I found that, find that out? So I started to focus on that. And so today, my segment is going to be with Chris Delaney, who's on the stage, black and white picture there. And Chris entered my life at the beginning of this year. And Chris is now helping me discover who is Amanda Dahl? Who does Amanda Dahl need to become in order to do this great thing, be the best version of herself? So good morning, Chris, are you with us? I am here, good morning. That was, that was an incredible introduction. <laughs> well, it's, listen, it's all true, my friend, and I appreciate you being up at six o'clock this morning to join us. So Chris, I would love for you to do a small introduction of yourself. And then I want to talk about how you entered into my world and really what you're helping me with. 
because, you know, when you say you see in your title brand strategist, you know, a lot of people think like, well, what is that exactly? What does that entail? And I feel like the title is so surface level. Yet what I've experienced with you is how deep you go with someone in order to find out who they are. So tell everyone who you are, kind of what you do, and we'll dive right in. Sure. Thanks, Amanda. Uh, my name is Crystal Laney. Um, I am a founder and I've been a strategic advisor the last six years, um, really, I call myself a strategic advisor because I don't know what else to call myself and the world requires titles. But um, I, I think the, the best thing for me to, to tell everybody is that I am somebody who has spent, uh, you know, over a decade um, in the corporate world um, and then also small business in the last six years as an entrepreneur, really focusing on trying to figure out what it is that, that I absolutely love to do and enjoy and find the intersection between how that monetizes and makes an impact in the world. And I think everybody here can kind of relate to that. So I found that um, for me, the best use of my gifts is really finding the sweet spot between brand, media, and business. And why I find myself there is because in the marketplace, I found that the trend is typically a lot of folks find themselves focusing too heavy in one of those areas and missing the mark for what they actually envision for themselves. So when I work with an individual such as Amanda, who is very, very complex in her vision for the world, it's about taking that down from the very large and abstract and then really defining that and refining it into something that she can use as what I call a connection point to her audience and to the world. So it looks like me being able to leverage a lot of my background in operations, sales, marketing, the practical and tactical stuff that I can also marry with understanding how to communicate to build influence because I believe influence is an internal, uh, an internal process. When we speak, when we communicate, when we open our voice now in social audio, you know, there are neurological processes where the parts of our brain fire that are the same, uh, same parts of our brain that actually fire that we recognize somebody's facial features. So even as I'm talking right now, even if you've never met me, you're, you're formulating a view of me. So we use that to understand how we infuse that into her business, right? First and foremost, it's all about really quickly understanding how to develop leverage for somebody like Amanda, who is absolutely exploding in her business, working with high performers and helping them build the space to figure out how to put great systems in the business. Then we can focus on the good stuff, which is really stripping it down. Who is Amanda? How can we communicate her? So when people touch anything that she's created, it feels as though they're with her uh, physically. So that's what that's all about. And I think the next part about it is really, um, really getting to a point in this, this future, and I'm sure we'll talk about this, where we are um, as individuals here in Clubhouse, uh, media personalities. We're no longer as personal brands. And I believe that the markets of this future are demanding more humanization. And that's really my mission right now is humanizing the business and brand space as a force for good. So if I miss anything there, let me know. It is early in the morning. So I want to make sure I hit that for you, Amanda, but back to you. Do you see why he's now in my world? My goodness. I mean, literally best decision I've made in 2022. So I love that. And for me, the biggest thing that stuck out in what you just said was the connection, right? The connection between the two. Because as you're aware, what I've identified is my, I absolutely love to serve people in the best way that I know how to do that. And the, and the way that brings me joy and I feel passion for is through helping them build a life by design. And that starts with, obviously for my for me and what i'm doing is their business helping them build their businesses so that it can fund the life that they really want and so that's a great thing and yet for me it was it almost felt like 
like you said, how do, how do I connect to that? How do, how do people, when they know that they're dealing with me and I'm, I'm serving them, I'm helping them, how do they feel really who I am? Because it's not just about the service. It's not just about the practical and tactical, right? I want them to know, I want them to feel my energy. I want them to feel my passion. And I want them to know that I'm doing it with every bit of me. And that was a huge challenge for me. I feel like there was a disconnect. It was almost like that the only thing that there was, was Amanda in her business, Amanda and what she could do. And I wasn't identifying who I was. So can you talk a little bit about that connection and maybe even use some of the examples that you've been using with me as to how to dig deeper and find out who I am and who I need to become to be that best version to serve other people? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I think, listen, I, I think it's less about who you're becoming and more about really extracting who Amanda really is. And, and I think, you know, for, for us, we can all relate to the kind of story in this room. I know Glenn has, has created this space and a tremendous space. I've watched this since the beginning of Clubhouse last year is I think many of us come to an awareness, right? I call this thing a catalyst. And, and I talk about this in my podcast, The Connection Point. There's an episode called Your Story is Your Gift. And this is where I was six years ago, because when I, when I left my corporate uh, job, it wasn't at a necessity to become an entrepreneur. I had no idea. It kind of happened, and, and it was a response. And so I, it was a catalyst. It was a moment in time in which you are literally stuck with no other option than to really reflect on, on the intersection of your life. You're at a point where you were at a stage where you have done everything that you knew to do but are missing something that you believe you're meant to do. And you come to this moment in time where uh, it, it really is about – what, what am I meant to do? What is there? And you don't really know or understand, but you're forced into that position. For me, it was going through divorce. It was also being in a place where financially it was a very tough place to be. I just knew I couldn't, I couldn't do what I'd already done, right? And the next point is really trying to understand what is the decision that I'm making. There's two forces at play. So in our story, we always have, and we know this in the hero's journey, there's always going to be that conflict between antagonist and protagonist, the hero and and the opposite. And so what is that actual decision that has to be made? What's actually going on here? And many times it seems less than obvious, but you're really coming into conflict with what the world has told you or a condition to believe to be, and it's just not fitting for you anymore. And so now it's time to completely redefine how you want your life to be, what principles you live by, what your vision is, what does that look like? I always say that the vision is what the world looks like when you solve something in your life that has been a meaningful problem for you to solve that's interesting. And then your mission is how you loosely believe that you're going to accomplish it. And this is crucial because many times a lot of people don't commit to that because it's ambiguous. We don't know. We don't want to commit. We don't want to fall. We don't want to fail because that's what we believe is going to happen. So that's when we have to like really step into it. And so that decision then becomes our outcome, right? We all have moments in our life. There's multiple times like this where we made the decision, we committed and chances are it felt like our life was going to end symbolically or something major was going to happen. And you find yourself really looking back and saying, man, it wasn't that bad. And I'm just moving forward one step at a time. There's, there's no other choice. There's nothing huge about this. I'm just making one step at a time. But what I found is that you know, when, when you really want to understand how you're going to connect with people, it's about understanding the fourth step, which is about being able to tell your story and help people find the principles in your story where you learn to tell your story and embody it in such a way where people have an emotional reaction and then they reflect on it because we are naturally storytelling. Uh, we learn through storytelling. And so when we find ourselves living inside of a story that was told, we can strip away all the details of your story and each other's stories and find the principles. Principles are the things that we study 
that can be utilized over and over again as ways to really create success for ourselves, progression. You know, Earl Nightingale called it um, the progressive realization of a worthy ideal, right? It's not the finances or anything like that. It really is about your progressive and worthy ideal. So being able to find that principle is really where the teaching begins. Because with Amanda, she's full of these principles. When I listen to her story and her experience and what she's accomplished, we, we realize really quickly that, man, this might be a unique individual. But no, we have to strip of that down and say, okay, Amanda has this unique experience. However, when we learn how to tell it, we learn how to strip it down and realize what she's done. She's utilized these principles over and over and over again. So my job is to reflect back to that high performer. First of all, slow her down. My God, <laughs> slow her down a little bit and get her to, to help me understand more about her world and be a space where I can both ask great questions, courageous and direct questions that I know she'll, she'll, it'll be on like the edge of somewhat of reflection, offense, and also that emotion. And also pull that back down and say, that is the connection that you're going to find with your audience, that you're going to move people to both look at you as somebody they can admire, be connected to, but also feel like, man, I can do what Amanda has done if I can just find it for myself as well. And that's kind of what we're starting to do. Back to you, Amanda. Oh my gosh. And it's not, it's not easy, is it? You know, our last session together, that's, that's what he constantly tells me, right? Slow down, slow down, slow down. And when he's digging deep and he's asking these questions, it's, it's so funny to be on the out. Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. Outside of it, like once our sessions are over, I go back and reflect and he catches it every time. He knows when he asks me a question and he says like he can automatically see my leg shake or he can automatically see that I'm on to the next thing. And he points those things out. And the tactics that he uses to kind of center me and bring me back so that we don't lose sight in that moment of what's most important about the question that he asked or the answer that I need to deliver is like it's so crucial in this process and it's not easy. And so, um, uh, you know, and I laugh because he literally calls me out on it. He's like, well, I can see when I asked you that question, you all of a sudden started to get a little bit anxious <laughs> and you, and you all of a sudden were like, okay, I got it. Move on to the next thing. And I'm like, no, no, wait, we need to go back. So it's, I want you all to hear that this is not an easy process. It's probably one of the hardest processes that I've ever gone through. Um, and so just shifting a little bit, Chris, I want to talk about that podcast episode. By the way, you all, if you are not following him, follow him, go to his Instagram, get on his podcast. When I'm telling you, like, if you can't tell, the guy just has an amazing mind. His podcast is amazing. The connect, the, the connection point is what it's called. And he talks all about this stuff in depth. And I really want to shift gears just a little bit. And I want you to go into that first podcast episode you had me listen to about life and the formula. Would you talk a little bit about that give give them a little context yeah was it the, the live, yeah yeah sorry live. Uh, yeah. format okay yeah yeah no worries um so the the biggest thing with the podcast for me was i just wanted a space where i could just get my thoughts down you know i wanted to a lot of folks on clubhouse i did over two thousand hours of hosting spaces like actually like hosting the spaces last year with our with our club the intentional connector and a large part of it in my personal mission is i i really want to start breaking the barriers down between what it is that we do and who we are. You know, my my life, my 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 forward progress in life is all about a thesis question. 
And I think questions are the key to everything in our lives. We have to surround ourselves with people who ask better questions over and over. For me, it was um, how can I create financial abundance and relational abundance and be curious just by being who Chris is, not by defining myself as a title. So when Amanda's talking about that anxiety and stuff like that, the reason I'm able to reflect back to her so powerfully is because I am a direct reflection of her. And that's why I work so well with somebody like her. I used to suffer from massive anxiety in, in a lot of different ways. But the podcast episode she's talking about and the whole reason for the podcast was I want to help people understand how to develop influence. I have a saying that says, I believe influence and manipulation live on the same continuum, only separated by intention. Because I believe that influence is an energetic thing and we have to learn how to use this. So that episode refers to a framework that I utilized all throughout my time. Um, I really use it in my life as a way to kind of understand how to build my life. And it stand, it's live and it stands for love, intention, vision, and embodiment. And I believe that that's the key to influence and the key to a good life as well. And I believe that if we live by these four principles, then we can define it for ourselves and we can truly you know, build something of significance. So the idea of love, like what is love? Love is an energetic force. It, it is inherent to all of us, right? It lives in the heart, but what is the extension of this? We talked a lot on Clubhouse and in our club about love isn't always pretty. Love sometimes is boundaries. It's removing your proximity, right? It is being able to protect your energy away from that to a certain degree. What is intention? Intention is all about a great question. Intention starts with really setting a, a great question for yourself, getting curious. We would often say, you know, what do you want your feeling to be like tonight when you put your head on the pillow? We are all high performers. We all have a lot on our to-do list. But if you could choose any feeling and that's all you can really control and show up with, what would it be? And the next thing is the vision, right? What is the vision that you have? We would do a meditation together where we would focus on not just connecting with our conscious mind, but also focusing on our higher selves. Like how do we connect with, with what our, our greatest extension, our greatest unfolding of who we are? And it sounds crazy, but we really would spend our time really focusing in on envisioning who we are, like when you meet yourself in the future with this intention, this love, then what do they look like? How do they communicate? How are they, how do they, how do they be around other people? And we would spend our time envisioning this. But the next piece I think that we miss, which is so crucial is the embodiment piece, which is the willingness to put the time in to integrate that experience into our lives every single day. Because my life absolutely changed when I stopped focusing on not just what I could do, because I can get a lot done, but really asking myself the question, who am I to be today? And just focusing it, that one question every single day, I promise would shift in your life. So we focus on how that works for us as individuals, but the key point, right, is how do we, how do we utilize that and get ourselves right so that when we do come in contact with, with people in the rooms and what we're doing, they feel it from us, right? Influence is something you feel. It's the thing that people feel when you walk in the room and it's the things they say about you when you leave. So what does your presence actually create without you having to do anything, right? That, that, that value equation when you actually are who you are and then they connect with that. That's what that episode is all about and, and really utilizing that and then making it practical and into your own life. Back to you, Amanda. Okay, so every time he talks about this, like my palms get sweaty and I shake a little bit because this is like, it, it makes me nervous because this is so uncomfortable for me because I've never dug this deep. 
Like I've never gone this deep. I've never explored this. And listen, I'm the queen of questions. I think I ask great questions and I'm not asking myself the questions. I'm not exploring myself. So when he, I remember when I listened to that podcast episode, I was like, uh, like it hit me so hard. And at the same time, it made me feel extremely uncomfortable because I knew I was literally about to embark on this blue ocean, like my brother Justin would say. And I, it was like the unknown. Like I knew, I didn't know what was going to come seeping out of me or how it was going to come seeping out of me. And I had a big fear of that. And so I, I want to shift just a little bit because this was actually the first thing that I really did. This spoke, this personal development uh, is how I call it. This was like the real, really the first piece for me. And one of the exercises that Chris had me do is I was somebody who journaled every single morning. And my definition of journaling and now what I'm focusing on journaling was so different. And so after listening to this episode, Chris said, I want you to, I want you to uh, journal. I want you to take an hour for yourself in the morning and an hour for yourself in the evening. He's like, and I want you to journal. He's like, I want you to journal and I want you to journal on these questions. And the first question on the list was, if I woke up today and had nothing to do, how would I want to feel? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you laugh, right? <laughs> Because the first day that I journaled on this, I spent literally 30, 35 minutes journaling and my page is all crinkled because tears just fell because I didn't know if I woke up today and I didn't have to do anything, how would I want to feel? And my first thought, which could make me a little bit emotional, I'm going to try not to. My first thought was, I have no idea. Because all I know, all I've been conditioned my entire life to do is wake up and do. And my value at the end of the day is how much did I get done? How much did I accomplish? So if I woke up tomorrow and had nothing to do, like I could not do anything, how would I want to feel? My first thought was empty. My first thought was no value. My first thought was unaccomplished. And that was so hard for me so hard for me. I couldn't even get to the other four questions that you gave me because I journaled for 35 minutes on that. And then I went into why I was feeling the way that I was feeling. So from your experience with all of the knowledge and the expertise that you have, like, can we dig a little bit deeper there? What, like, what are your thoughts on that was my first feeling? I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, let's dive. I mean, this is what I love. This is something that is so passionate to me because, again, you, you, you and I are, are, are such good reflections to each other. You know, when again, just to connect back to that, you know, I lost my mom uh, in 2007, 21 years with breast cancer, and, and that was my purpose. Like, I grew up into that, and um, since I was a, a child, my mom, you know, had breast cancer, so I didn't, I didn't know anything differently. Like, my, I, I remember being told you know, at four years old, I was talking about trying to go to law school because I wanted to be able to take care of my brother and my mom and get her a house and do all these different things and, um, you know, spending time with her. So when, when she passed, I was completely lost. I mean, I, I went into a totally different direction in my life and, um, you know, she was my only parent. And so, you know, that manifested in, in a lot of things, including massive anxiety. You know, I was with her when she passed away. Um, and, you know, for many people at that stage in their life, like that's a pivotal time. But my entire life was devoted to service and doing because if I didn't make the right decision, it could have been life or death. And that was what was ingrained within me. And I didn't question that for almost a decade because most of my life in my 20s was spent out, like, outdoing, outperforming, pushing, driving, striving 
to basically compartmentalize these emotions and feelings because when she passed, I had to go right back to work. Things still had to get paid. Things had to happen. So I never really unpacked that stuff. And what I found was, especially in the corporate world, the corporate world gave me this great ladder and this great opportunity. And I don't have any problems with jobs. I'm not that entrepreneur who's like, don't have a job. I think it's great. And I performed. And the, the thing for me was it gave me a space to be like, these are my results. This is what's going on. And I did great at building teams and everything because it gave me something to preoccupy my mind. I became a workaholic. When I talked about 2016, that was the moment in time where I could no longer outrun that because I, I was forced to take a look at it. And the reason was I, I left my job and, and it was because there was some crazy stuff happening at that job and there was just so much happening. And I was like, listen, something within me said, this is not, this is not for you. And so I, I chose to leave and didn't know what I was going to do. And for the first time in my life, the words came out of my mouth, I don't know. And it was as if you literally punched me in the gut and I, I didn't know what to do with my life because I spent my entire life trying to be the most valuable person in the room. You know, we can talk about and dive deep into dynamics of what we learn as children. You know, before life, before we understand death, we understand dynamics of love, attention, influence. Uh, we know how to navigate adult spaces. We learn so much before we're even adults and then that carries into our adult lives. And we don't ever question it. And we wake up at some point in time, sometimes 30, 40, 50 years old. And I work with some clients who are like, I don't know how I ended up in this position, in this relationship with this business, like what's going on? And we have to like really unpack that first. You know, you can't just keep adding on. People want to brand and they want to throw fancy things on and words and graphics. Great branding, my friend Megan LaRoque says, is not about putting stuff on. It's about stripping it down to the human. And I 100% agree. And so I think what you were experiencing was for the first time in your life, you're being asked and given the opportunity to say, listen, there's nothing to solve right now. Just sit back and really get curious and think about that question. There, there is that other side of this, right? There's masculine, feminine. There is doing and being. There is that expression of, you know, uh, movement. And then there's the expression of presence. And there's that expression of doing that. And so it's it's at once curious, but it for be dissonant and really... Uh, confront everything you know to be true so with high performers why i love working with them is they get shit done but the name the name of the game is being able to confront that because when we do and we slow down we realize man we have we'll always get stuff done but there's this whole other aspect of life that is so beautiful that allows us to also experience and express life too but we have to get over that fear because then we we have to question what it means to be valuable that's the real question there so which I, yeah you're exactly right. So you and I, in our last session, we did, I, you asked me a question and I told you I had no idea. And I think I, if I remember the question correctly, it was like my, was it my values or my words? Because if you remember, I said, I have no idea. I said, what are yours? And you were able to list them. And then I told you, wow, I would love to feel those things. Do you remember what that question was? Cause it's not coming to me right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we talked about what those questions, the, the feeling of what you want to feel by the end of the day. Yes. Like what are some feelings that you want to have? And so for me, and, and again, it came from this opportunity where I was forced into what I call surrender. Like in 2016, it was, um, you know, being in a place where I was like, what do I want? Right. We, we, you know, coaches and people in the room, we know that's a great question. That's a big question. They can go in a lot of different directions. And I think it's a question. I think one thing that I would, I would say to people in this room is don't take a question at face value. Great questions are simple and something you sit with over and over and over again. Don't ever fool yourself into thinking that you're done. There's only just um, the, the journey of this. 
So for me, it was what feelings would I absolutely want to feel? And for me, they're vibrance, abundance, and freedom. The, the, the vibrance, which is I get to feel uh, in my body, right? When I work out, when I do the things nat naturally, I want to be around vibrance. I want to be around people who help me feel vibrant. I want to experience the vibrance of this world. When I look out into the world, I want to see the colors of the world. I want to experience it as much as possible. Um, abundance, right? We talk about an abundance mindset, but what does it mean to actually embody the idea of abundance? It means I operate in a space of I surrender. When I wake up in the morning, I, I, I choose to say, God, and I say, God, you know, use me. I, I am in service and I'm open to whatever happens. I always say, I don't know, but I'm open. And then that freedom piece for me is critical. It is part of my, my core values because freedom for me looks like being able to explore the things that are interesting to me based on who I am in that moment. What does that mean? There are times where, and I think we're starting to realize this, and I'm seeing it on Clubhouse, I see multi-hyphenate, multi-dimensional, all these different things, because we have to realize we're starting to break and kill this paradigm that forces you to be this one thing. I am a, no, I, I am. Like I'm, in, in, I'm, I'm involved in multiple things. I'm a polymath. I love so many different things. I love being in real estate. I love being in spiritual conversations, all these different things. So, and then the other side of it too is, I wanna be as open as I can be, and I think people are fearful of that because the PR message, but I want to be able to express myself in a conversation that allows me to like really dive into this and enjoy the conversation. So I might suspend my disbelief for a second and go down a rabbit hole. So those three things for me, if I lay my head on the pillow, I know that my head and heart are, are connected. They're coherent. I don't have to solve the world's problems and I can sleep like a baby. And that's the most important thing to me. So those are the three feelings. And I, I extend it to you. And I said, these are some suggestions. Go with that and see where that leads you. I don't have to, that doesn't have to be your truth, but then let's kind of see what's there for you. And then it gives you at least a nice little scaffold to kind of figure things out. And I think that is 100% a perfect place to end. So in closing, my friends, it's time to make your mark. And that can be one of the most challenging things in the world, or it could be the easiest thing in the world for you. Whatever your journey is, just know that there's somebody out there that's going through the same thing that you are. Chris, I love you so much. Thank you for giving me your time this morning. I appreciate you. You're amazing. Follow Chris. Make sure you tune into his podcast. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.